All right, uh, let's get into this word. Uh, we started last week a teaching on humility powered, humility powered. And just want to open up with just a thought here. You know, humility is all about the ability to uh, seamlessly harmonize with your brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. So God requests for us to be clothed with humility. We talked about that in First Peter 5, be clothed with humility because it's very difficult for us to be fitly joined together because sometimes uh, our, our own flesh and our own self, our own pride, our own agendas, our own ambitions can get in a way for it to seamlessly harmonize. You know, our, our humility allows us to trust, it allows us to yield, it allows us to submit to God's full plan. And the scripture says, am I your enemy because I tell you the truth? So when I, when I think about humility as, as one of the major things that God, uh, well, not major things, one of the major ways God uses to uh, assist us in operating humility is to bring people around us. Uh, he gives us things like parents. He gives us uh, friends, like real friends. Like, you know, real friends speak, tell you the truth. You know, there, you know there are different types of friends, right? There's the, uh, the pacifiers. You know the pacifiers? You know, they, they walk around with pacifiers, and every time there's a challenge, they just give you a pacifier and tell you, here, here you go. Here you go. Just take this in your mouth. It'll be okay, uh, as opposed to giving you the truth. <laughs> um, uh, so you got friends that are there for correction instruction, uh, uh, inspiration. Um, uh, you have friends for reasons, seasons, treason, and forever, <laughs> right? So, you, so we have to navigate through those things. But God gives us people, friends, pastors. Uh, he gives us leaders. He gives us bosses, managers. He gives us the child that's on it when you're not. He does that too. All of it is to assist us in pulling out something called humility power. Humility power, right? And in these situations, these people around us are, are equipped with something called truth. And if they're obedient, they'll constantly offer you, uh, share with you, and give you that truth. Uh, and you have to ask yourself, when that truth comes, does pride rise up, right? When someone tells you the truth, does pride rise up um, when you're trying to be educated or when someone's trying to educate you beyond your comfort? See, because we have a, a place of confidence. We have a, some of us have worked hard to, to arrive at whatever that place is. I've mastered this. Uh, you know, we, we're dealing with some people that realize that they had to stop playing. They have to stop playing. And then at the, in the same breath, they realize, oh, my God, I've been playing too long. You know, they're still 30 or 40 years old, still operating in that mentality. So when truth comes... They, they've already created the, the right diversions. They'll either overwhelm you. They'll fight you. They'll play the victim. And, that, and, and again, that's immaturity. Uh, so we've, you know, just talking to, you know, some people around, because we talk to people around the country, and you've been seeing this common thing. But it's not because the, 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 those particular people are bad people. They just had never grown up. And so when they get around these great, friends that are designed to uh, assist them into a place of humility. They're fighting to be humble because they want to pride says, save face, save face, save face. Uh, you know, uh, share an excuse, come up with an excuse, come up with an excuse. <laughs> you know, it's almost like, uh, what was is a Years ago we used to watch this show. I know they had a new movie uh, called Lost in Space, I think. Uh, but it's an old TV show when I was coming up. And, um, and so in, in the old movie, they, the robot will follow them around, you know. So, and 
And I think he was, he used to say, danger, danger, or something like that. Like, danger, danger. And I think we have an internal robot when truth comes around. It says, danger, 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 right? You know, and then we just panic, you know. And so we have to, um, we have to be able to receive better. Um, and, and so, because God wants us to be humility powered, right? And see, so the humble, when we've been talking about the humble, the humble can receive a, a more perfect way. So, so it, when, when you're asked to be humble, it doesn't mean that you, you're, you're not skilled, you're not talented, you're not intellectual. doesn't mean that you, you're, uh, for the most part, something's like, how could I say? Uh, I, I want to use the word corporately, but I don't think it really applies here. But I want to say, as a whole, something's wrong with you. It's just like if somebody says, I don't like, uh, y'all do your eyebrows. But somebody doesn't like your eyebrows, or they think they're too thick. They're your natural eyebrows, right? God gave them to you. But they think they're too thick. So you, you, you're panicking. Oh, my God, I got to go get my eyebrows done because they said they're too thick. You have a whole person outside. You have a solid brain. You're powerful anointed. You're gifted, a beautiful heart, right? But the only thing you worry about is your eyebrow. Now, I, I was nice when I said eyebrows. I could have got into the hair, but I was just being nice about the eyebrows, right? So we're working too hard to, to fight against this one, I'm going to use the word imperfection when someone is trying to offer to you what it would take for you to actually advance or, or operate in a more perfect way. So I want to give you guys an example of this. We're going to go to Acts chapter 18. Acts chapter 18. And then we'll start here at verse 24. You'll love this. This is this. this, this it lines up exactly what we're talking about. It says, and a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man. So first, if you want to write down or underline these attributes, he was eloquent, right? So very, very good speaker, a good orator, right? It says, look, and mighty in scriptures. So we know he's eloquent and he's mighty in scriptures, right? He said he came to Ephesus. So I already know this, this. Come on, imagine he's a good speaker and he's mighty in scriptures. You know, that word was flowing out of his mouth, right? I, it says at verse 25, it says, this man was instructed in the way of the Lord. So he was already, he's eloquent, mighty in scriptures, and he's instructed in the way of the Lord. So he actually understands how to operate the way Christ would. Look, it says, and being fervent in spirit. So now this guy is working. And Marcus was talking about flowing before y'all came in. He's work to position himself to flow also. Now there's a teaching coming out on that. So on, on the flow, right? Uh, right. <laughs> so, so this guy is eloquent, mighty in scriptures, and instructed in the way of the Lord. So he can fervent in spirit. It says, he spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. So based on where he was, he, was, he had got baptized, you know, with water baptism. That's all he had been exposed to, right? But he was still, he had maximized his potential. So he was the best he could possibly be. Now, but come on, some of us would just take that. Like, to be eloquent, mighty in scriptures, instructed in the way of the Lord, solid there, fervent in the spirit, we would just roll with that. Like, like matter of fact, if me and Pastor Mel could bottle that up and just put that in, 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 in a syringe and just inject everybody with that, that would be wonderful. If we could just start right there, right? It says, and he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. Come on, man. This dude is an all-star. We say, hey, sign him up. We're going to put him on the Christian All-Star team. He's also bold. He's in the synagogue, boldly speaking, mighty in the scriptures, fervent in spirit, taught in the ways of the Lord. So you know Apollos was a beast, just breaking it down, right? 
right? It says, whom when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took, unto, took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. Wait a minute. We just said he was an all-star. He was a beast. But still, there was more he could have learned. Do you think he would have learned it if he wasn't humility-powered? Do you think he would have learned it if he didn't go, was y'all in the synagogue just a few minutes ago? Y'all did hear me breaking it down, right? Oh, I'm, I, did, 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 did y'all see? Did you see the presence of God move? And you're going to give me a more perfect way? There's more I need to know? You notice he didn't respond with, oh, so we're trying to say uh, uh, something wrong with me? Oh, uh, I'm tripping now? He didn't do none of that. So what you trying to say? He didn't get into none of that. He received, oh, there's something. Oh, hey, help me if there's even another level. I'm always looking for another level. Look, trying to find out what he don't know, not trying to prove what he do, right? So, so you see the humble can receive a more perfect way. Right? See, so humility doesn't have... See, you notice when Aquila and Priscilla came, right? Apollos didn't go, first of all, y'all couldn't possibly have to tell me anything. Look, <laughs> I've been doing this for a long time. He didn't say that. He sat with them, right? And like, <laughs> I just, when I, when I was reading through that, because the Holy Spirit gave it to me, I said, man, that's, that's pretty powerful right there. That, that'll preach to everybody. No, none of us are excluded. There's always more that we can realize. There's always a more perfect way, right? And, and, but, but sometimes we don't receive it because pride has you envious and jealousy. Pride has you trying to save face. Pride has you thinking you arrived, even though you tell everybody, oh, no, you know, I'm the type of person, I'm always trying to learn stuff. Until somebody comes that can teach me. <laughs> I, I'm going to keep throwing that statement out there until I'm in a situation where I got to actually apply this stuff. You know, so we say the, the humble language, you know what I'm saying? But until we actually have to be humble, right? See, so, 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 so again, humility doesn't have envy and jealousy as its companions, right? Doesn't have pride as a companion. So this is the, one of the rules of humility. In honor, preferring one another, esteeming others better than self. In honor, preferring one another, esteeming other better than self. Submitting yourselves to one another. So, number one, in honor, preferring one another. Humility lives that way, in honor and I'm preferring one another, right? Humility lives in esteeming others better than themselves. Humility lives in submitting yourselves one to another. So, just because I did that kind of fast, right? So, one is in honor, preferring one another. Apologize, I should have had that for y'all on the screen. Uh, each esteeming other better than self. Each esteeming other better than self. And then number three, submitting yourselves one to another. So let's look at Romans real quick. Let's go over to Romans. So a master key in operating humility is not running from people, <laughs> running to them. I saw Romans 12. Verse 10. It says, be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love. Look, in honor, preferring one another. Right? In honor, preferring one another. Let's look at verse 
let's drop down here to verse 16 real quick. It says, be of the same mind one towards another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits, right? See, see, if Apollos was wise in his own conceits, he wouldn't be able to receive a more perfect way, right? And see, it's every stage you go to when you accomplish something or you realize something, you learn something, or God takes you to another level, everybody is tempted to feel uh, that they've arrived. So the humility that they had to get there sometimes shifts into almost like, let me tell you something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not like we're growing together. It's, well, I'm already at this level. I don't pay my dues. You got to pay your dues. No, it's we're growing together. So instead of serving a person the wisdom and knowledge you have, you're almost like, like there's some type of a peon. Let me get you together. Uh, I'm not going to say the name, but I, this is a particular athlete. He's like, yeah, what I try to do is I try to get them together. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to help them, bring them along, bring, bring them up along, not serving them. I'm just trying to afford them the same things I've been afforded, right? It's a whole other way of looking at things. Let's look at Philippians, uh, Philippians 2. We've, we've heard this scripture plenty of times here at the church but it lines up with what we're talking about today. I, didn't, I don't have that for the people online. So I know they would probably been looking for it. I do have it? Get it? Nah. Philippians 2.2? Two, two? Sweet. <laughs> All right. All right, so Philippians 2, uh, verse 2. It says, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love. Look, being of one accord, of, the, of one mind. It said, let, so now, now he's explaining the one mind now, right? He says, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. You know, vainglory is all about self, right? It says, but in lowliness of mind, and I explained this to you before, that, word, that, that phrase means humility. Lowliness of mind is humility. So in, in humility, let each esteem other better than themselves, right? Verse four, look not every man on his own things, but every man also of the things of others. Uh, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. So now think about this for a second. If we're esteeming others better than ourselves and we're not looking every man on our own thing, but on the things of others, now God's system starts to operate the way it's supposed to. Because if the flowers just starts thinking about itself, it doesn't produce the seeds for the other flowers to grow, right? Like everything uh, is supposed to, when God created uh, everything in Genesis, uh, everything produced after its own kind, remember? But suppose something decides to eat its own fruit. There's, a tree is not even designed to be nourished off its own fruit. It's designed to give the fruit for others to partake of. It's nourished from a whole other source. Right? But if, let's say if the source holds back its nourishment, the tree doesn't get its nourishment, the fruit doesn't get its nourishment, the person that partakes of the fruit doesn't get their nourishment, or the seed to replenish, to multiply. Right? So, so, so we're the same way. We're designed to a benefit each other, but we spend most of our times benefiting ourselves, eating our own fruit, right? We can't be nourished from our own fruit. So that's why we, we conjure up successes. You, you know, you ever been in, well, I use me, because, you know, so I've been in stages in my life where, where uh, I've allowed the narrative to be dictated. So, so I'm going, this is sweet, like when I was in the clubs, we be all hanging out. Oh man, we had a good time. Like I'm saying it with them. So I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm ignorant too. Hey man, we had a good time. We really didn't do nothing. We invested to go to the club. We spent our whole night in the club to justify going back to the club. We had to say what? We had a good time. But we didn't have a good time. There's sometimes you know we left empty. You know, y'all know what leaving empty is, right? Okay, so we didn't get no, we didn't get no phone numbers or even more than phone number. I just try to be nice. Yeah, yeah. But, but we still, 
No matter what. Ah, oh, ah, oh, man. We was at the you said club last night? Ah, oh, man, we was at the club. Man, man, oh, man, we had a great time. We just, man, we, we, yo, yo, you was blind, too. Man, I was blind, too, man. That's what we call getting high, blind, you know. So, we ain't do nothing. We weren't going nowhere. Don't get mad if you're even still doing it. But I'm just being honest. And so, I use club, but there's so many situations where I would, would conjure up a, a success as, as opposed because, well, why would I conjure up a success? Why would I say something that's not, I'm not really enjoying myself. Why would I do that? Because I don't believe there's real fulfillment out there. So I'm going to create a simulation of fulfillment and say, that's my fulfillment. Well, that's, that's my fulfillment. You know, sometimes, you know, God does things different ways. You know, everybody's just not going to be fulfilled. I'm basing this theory on what? I've interviewed everybody? No, I'm basing this theory on I can't see a far off and I don't believe it's possible, right? I, so, so that's why we have to esteem others better than ourselves, and I'll, I'll get into that more more later. So, 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 you know, Romans 12, 16, live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty or snobbish, high-minded, exclusive, but readily adjust yourself to people, things, and give yourself to humble tasks. Never overestimate yourself or be wise in your own conceits, right? So, so in the midst of the temptation to impatient, touchiness and hardness and sharp words, when challenged with feelings and sins of fellow Christians, the humble man carries the often repeated injunction in his heart and shows it in his life, forbearing one another, forgiving one another, even as Christ forgave you. So listen to this. In the midst of the temptations to impatience, touchiness, Hardness and sharp words when challenged with the failings and sins of fellow Christians, right? The humble carries the often repeated injunction in their heart and shows it in their life, forbearing one another, forgiving one another, even as Christ forgave you. See, so we think because people are doing things that's not in line with what we want. Sometimes people, are, we're being tempted in a certain area. Uh, people are, 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 are uh, we think they should be more thoughtful, more considerate. We think that we've earned a certain place or status. We think that that allows us to, to remove humility. But it doesn't. Because I'm forbearing one another, I'm forgiving one another even as Christ forgave the church. Go over Colossians 3. Colossians 3, next chapter. And we'll do verse 13. I just wanted you to know it's not my opinion. It's the word. Verse 13. It says, forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Right? So it's saying operate in a level of humility and, you know, and see what happens there. See, this person of humility never utters the phrase, what about me? What about what I need? They're trusting God for me and what I need. They're making sure they don't cheat the person in proximity for what they need. You see, the help with, with their vision. The, the truth in love, the, uh, oh, okay, this is good, the precious seed that you have. So, so I, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I ended up taking on an insurance job. And in the insurance job, I meet Minister Lamar. And so me and Minister Lamar, we sit and talk, and we realize we have something in common. We're both... Uh, we're both uh, have a call in our life and we're pressing towards ministry. So Minister Lamar, he sized me up and he realizes that even though we're both pressing for ministry, he actually has been exposed to some things I haven't been exposed to. Right. But he also may see me, he recognizes 
I have something that he wants. So I may be more dynamic. He may be more uh, seasoned, you know, and he may be more experienced and he may be more knowledgeable. So he can recognize his knowledge plus my, my dynamic, you know, was, uh, we talked about Apollos was an eloquent speaker and, and was mighty in scripture. So he recognized I'm eloquent and mighty in scripture. With his peace, I'm gonna go to another level, but he's something inside of him has him reserving to give me everything he knows. Because one, we're meeting at the job. Outside of the job, I'm not necessarily rolling with him, but he gives me his information. He knows on, on the, the, the platforms I have, I can blow up on his information. So the temptation may be, I'm gonna hold on to the information until I blow up and then I'll share. But see, no, 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 no. God brought me around, Minister Lamar, for him to take that precious seed and sow it into my life. Guess what happens? He reaps a harvest. But, but, but our natural mind doesn't operate that way. We keep everything for ourselves for when we blow up. Right? We don't give all of ourselves to what's around us, the venue, the vessels that are right in front of our face, right? We, we're holding that, you know, the minister's been doing this for years, that precious revelation for when they get on stage. Well, I ain't sharing this with, I ain't sharing this with him. He's already on stage. Thinking that God only has that one revelation. I, I, I did that when I was young in ministry. So, I, so I'm an example of that. I was like, I'm gonna hold on to this one. When I ever get a time to preach, this is going to be sweet. And then somebody came in and preached it. Like, and I never even did talk to the person. God was like, I didn't get that for you for you to store. I gave that for you for you to give. I don't care if it was Pete at the subway. I gave it to you to give. Right? So, so, so think about humility can do that, right? See, the humble has learned that putting on the Lord Jesus that, okay, he has learned that when he puts on the Lord Jesus, he has put on the heart of compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and long suffering. Verse 12 here in Colossians, this says, put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved bowels of mercy, kindness. Look, humbleness of mind, meekness, and long suffering. Throughout the scripture, you see humility and meekness be rolling together. But it says humbleness of mind. So I'm not just looking like I'm humble. I'm humble on, in, in, on the inside. Let's look at Ephesians 4. Ephesians. It's Colossians. Ephesians 4, verse 2. There go to one of the twins again. It says, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. This is after he says, uh, verse one, I therefore, the prison of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of your vocation wherewith you are called. So he says, to walk worthy of my calling, I'm operating with all lowliness and humility. Now, now remember, just, 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 I want this ingrained in us like it's ingrained in me. Lowliness or Humility is emptying of self. See, the, the person in pride, self's in there. That's, that's what humility is. Meekness is not self-seeking. So, look, so Ms. Lamar, I emptied this vessel of self, and then I went out to find him. <laughs> then I went out to find him. No, 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 no. That's why humility and meekness is running through Scripture you know, I gave you Matthew 5, uh, 3 through 5 the other day, how, you know, it was, that's how you, you inherit or you take possession of heaven and earth to operate in humility and meekness, lowliness of mind and in meekness. So one is empty of self, that's humility, and meekness is not self-seeking. <laughs> self is gone. That's why Paul said, I die daily, right? I, so in, in seeking a higher experience, 
in seeking a higher experience in God, the believer is often in danger of aiming at or rejoicing in one, what one might call more human virtues, right? Such as boldness, joy, con uh, contempt of the world. I just can't stand the world. Zeal, self-sacrifice, you know, you know, even some foundational practices. You know, I was studying this out, and, there's, you know, there's a lot of stoic practices. You might have got this in school, but self-control, guarding time, internal happiness, focused under pressure, removing ego and vanity, um, uh, you know, being able to write out your crystallized thoughts, standing your ground, uh, and some worst-case scenarios. These are things that are not bad things, but when we're trying to go into higher levels of God, we're not settling for the, just these things. This is the norm. Look at Apollos. Apollos was eloquent, mighty in Scripture, look, fervent in the Spirit. That, and a cool them has said, hey, hey, there's a more perfect way. So, so all these things are givens. And so I'm not uh, communicating some of these things as they're not considerations. They're, they're, they're givens. But when you just focus on standing your ground and hey, I'm focused under pressure, I guard my time. I can't stand the world, you know, or, you know, or, or just, you know, I'm just sacrificing for the kingdom. I'm not saying I'll do those things, but if you, if you think you've arrived because you're doing those things, um, there's a deeper and gentler and more divine and heavenly, or, or there's deeper, gentler, more divine, heavenly graces that sometimes are never thought of or valued, right? And, and so why, why does this happen? Uh, because men have given themselves up for Christ, but not their brethren. See, so I can make all these sacrifices and have this zeal and contempt of the world because I've given myself up for Christ. So even when Apollos was cornered, they recognized this dude is giving himself up for Christ. He's diligent in that word. He's thorough. He almost has a distaste for, look at them, call themselves a Christian, right? So he's giving himself up for Christ, but has he given himself up for his brethren? Right? We just read the scripture. Esteem in others better than yourself. Look not every man on his own thing, but the things of others. Now we're talking humility now. <laughs> now that's, humility starts when you are giving yourself up for your brethren. And some people, they'll cross over into levels in the kingdom and almost look down at their brethren. Well, I'll just be glad when you get up here. <laughs> Right? When you're the key, you are the piece for them to get up there. If you got to lay down your life and them, they climb on your back to get up there. <laughs> but we ain't doing that. Well, I can't get dirty. I'm at another level. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's when you get dirty. Right? So, let us look on every brother or sister that vexes us or tries us as, as God's means of grace. Somebody's vexing you and trying you. Is God is assisting you with something. Let us look, look at him or her as God's instrument for our purification and for our exercise of humility in Christ. So, so, so the, this, this situation is now an opportunity for me to exercise, to, to get deeper into the character of Christ, right? To go to a whole nother level because I can save that person's life. You remember the situation where uh, this is a cop, she breaks into a house and she kills somebody, but she went into the wrong apartment. I'm probably, I, I didn't thoroughly read the story, but I think I'm close, right? So then when they get to court, the young man asked for something that you're not supposed to be able to do. He asked, could he go hug her? The reason why 
Number one, you don't know if the dude's like, can I go give her a hug and we'll strangle her to death. You, you, that doesn't happen in court. He went over to her, hugged her, and said he forgave her. <laughs> Some people were up in arms. You know, I'm, I'm not going to get into the, uh, uh, the, the uh, color designation, but, but, but people were up in arms because what they didn't see, they didn't see this guy had crossed over into a whole other level of relationship with God. In humility, he couldn't see what she did. He saw her need for Christ and her need for Christ's love. Remember, humility and meekness roll together. Another definition for meekness is persuading in return for attack. How many people persuade in return for attack? Remember, Miriam and Aaron was dogging Moses out. Man, you, so you, you don't even want to hear from God, bro? Man, man, please. First of all, you marry support. None personal. But you had support. She don't even roll with us. She ain't even worthy for look, they had look, they had the zeal, didn't they? They had the self-sacrifice. No, we don't even roll with them. Did you man, you don't listen. We about to take this, we taking over this clan. And then Miriam gets <laughs> she gets leprosy for talking about support. <laughs> right? Right? But Moses prayed for. Her. <laughs> Look, he persuaded in return for attack. See, so he was operating. See, when you look at these different levels of, this person was seen as a friend of God. This person was seen as a man after God's own heart. I just don't understand. You know why? Because we only look at the mistakes they made along the way. All we can see is what David did with Bathsheba. We don't see the heart David had for God's people and what he was willing to do for God's people and he, was, he had already arrived. But still it wasn't about him. Solomon, if God is coming to you asking you what you want, you're doing something right. <laughs> you got to be doing something right. Like you're not like just starting out Christian and God's like, hey, what you want? I mean, God ain't giving the kid the keys before they're ready to drive. He's asking him because he's like, man, listen, what you want? He's still at that level. See, that was the test. He was like, well, dude, he could have said, listen, yo, I want, I want this mansion over here. Yo, you remember how you had all these troops with my dad? I, want, I, I need some troops, you know what I'm saying? Because when I roll, I got to have my posse with me. And, oh, you got to give me some money. You know, I, got, I mean, I got to be rolling. I mean, you know, when the other people show up, they need to know I'm, I'm rolling. No. He said, give me understanding, wisdom. He says, so, because I'm serving these great people. I don't know what to do. Give me what I need for them. Oh, give me what I need for them. Give me what I need for them. Not give me what I need. You see, the, you see the shift? That's humility at another level. See, again, most people are willing to do what it takes to embrace Christ, but not to do what it takes for their brethren. That's another level. See, think about Christ now. Christ gave his life for us. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Christ was humility power. So it was beyond just making sure I please God. It was making sure I please God's people. See the difference? So, so Romans 8 says, the sufferings of this present time are worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us, right? And so sometimes when we give ourselves for others, there's, there, there's a lot of suffering. 
Now, remember, we, we, we've talked about a lot here at the church that suffering is restrained retaliation. It means a lot of things. If somebody's spanking you with a whip, you're suffering. So a lot of times people, you know, you know just suffering like the Lord or suffering for the Lord because he suffered. I'm, I'm not saying there's no suffering involved in that. But see, we're, we're trying to look at this from Christ's angle. So Christ's angle, I think the beating didn't, didn't compare as much to him giving himself to the beating. See, because it wasn't deserved. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, he didn't do nothing. He never sinned. He took on our sins. He did what? Think about your sins. Think about the, the, the wages or payment for sin is death, Romans 6, 23. Think about that and think about Think about, okay, so, so you, you pick somebody that you're close to here. You, you pick your, your child, your husband, your wife, your friend. Just think about taking on their sin. Just their sins. We're just going to say just them. So you think about whatever sins you've ever done, him having to take the punishment for your sins. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about everybody. So when it says, take, let this mind be in you, it's also in Christ Jesus, it wasn't about just my positioning with God. It also was about my relationship to men. Study out the scriptures. There's times he was called son of God. There's times he was called son of man. And so, so if you go study it out, son of, again, listen, get me, you know, send me a seminary letter. All right, so because I don't always have time to go deep, 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 I just want to give you this particular piece. Son of, if you go study it out, it's, it's born of. Born of God, born of man. See, see, buried to be resurrected. So when the scripture says we must be born again, it says you have to be born of water and of the spirit. You know you're submerged in water before you was birthed in this earth realm, right? So born of the water means I was buried in something that I had to be born of or birthed out of or the matrix I had to break through. So it says you have to be not just uh, experience the life of, of, of being submerged in water and breaking into the earth realm. You got to be submerged in the spirit and break into the heavenly realm too, right? John 3, 3 through 5, right? Does that make sense? So son of God, son of man, submerged in God, submerged in man. I, I've given myself to God, but I've given myself to man. Some of us have given ourselves to God, but have we given ourselves to man? That's why sometimes you have a fortress up here and, and, and focal. They're protecting their connection to God at the expense of God using them to, to connect with man. So I said, I'm, hey, hey, what, 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 the line you always use, babe, uh, God bless the child, God is on. Like, <laughs> hey, I got here, you figure it out. <laughs> that, that's not what we, no, no, that's a joke, man. That's not what we're doing. No greater love than this. Then a man has for his friend. He'll lay down what? His life for your friend. You're giving of your, esteeming others better than yourself. Look not every man on his own thing, on the things of others. See, that's how we can be isolated. That's how we can freelance because as long as we straight with God. But what about everybody else? Humility, man. Humility, man. Whole nother level, ain't it? So 1 Peter 2. I ran and everything to death. I almost got out of breath there. All right, so 1 Peter 2. I love you, Holy Spirit. All right. And uh, let's do 
verse, I wanted to start verse 19, but let's just start with verse 18 just because I want to make sure I add that, add a little more context to it, okay? Uh, the, head of my, my, the head of this passage in my Bible says subjection to authority, right? It says servant be subject uh, to your masters with all fear or reverence. It says not only the good and gentle, but also the forward people that are not good and gentle. So, so what it's saying is now, this is how your principle of, of operation, because what it's saying is some of the forward, some of the tripping, some of the people flipping, your attitude towards them will bring them into the kingdom. So I'll give you a story. Uh, it was, uh, okay, I might be giving all, getting all the people's names wrong, so you can send me a letter for that too. But this is the thing, like, uh, so, so whatever this, it was either, it was either Smith Wigglesworth or who's the other person I'm thinking about? Wasn't I think it was Smith Wigglesworth. But anyway, his wife was living for God. He wasn't. And so, uh, you know, she's constantly going to church. And, he's, and it's, you know, it's kind of irritating. So now you got somebody in your house, you're trying to go live for God, but you're trying to live for God, but you got somebody in your house that's always putting up some type of resistance. So it's pulling on you, questioning you. What you doing? Why are you doing that? I don't think that's important. So you can't just freely flow in your relationship with God because you got this, this extra, right? All right, so one, and now this is the man of the house, though. So one day he said, listen, tell you what, you go out here today, I'm changing the locks. So you can go to church if you want to. She had already connected with God, but she was trying to draw him into a connection. So she went. She went, she, went, she went to church. She came back home. He changed the locks. She, you know, tried to, jimmy, <coughs> tried to get, the, <coughs> get in the door. And so she saw the locks was changed and they had a swing on their porch. So she goes to the swing, grabs a blanket, wraps herself up in a blanket on a cold night, and sits by the door, the front door. Sleep, falls asleep, sitting by the front door. Next morning, he opens the door, pulls to go get the newspaper. When he opens the door, she falls into the house, gets up and says, now what you want for breakfast, honey? He dropped to his knees, I need the God that you have. Because there's no other, there's no way I deserve what you just said. Uh, this, uh, I was, a uh, uh, story, uh, uh, Benny Hinn grew up Catholic, so he's, he's at this service. Uh, Holy Spirit's moving, gives his life to the Lord. Uh, um, and so he, now he's reading the word, getting in the word, getting in the Lord. But he, he, number one thing he wasn't going to do, he wasn't going to tell his parents. No, I think he, he told his parents first. And he's like, you know, if, you, if, if you're going to, uh, I, I guess, live for Jesus, whatever. I'm, I'm messing the whole story up, but... But you just, I disown you. So his dad disown you. So they stop speaking. They're not speaking anymore. So he's growing in the Lord, growing in the Lord. Stay, you know, I told you he came out of his room one day and his mom went up against the wall. So he's just growing, just, just growing. So now he's getting speaking engagements. Wasn't looking for speaking engagements, just growing in the Lord. People just in their conversations with him, hey, man, we need you to speak over here. So he's speaking. So, so now he's speaking and all types of people are coming. And so all types of people coming. So one day, his, his, his friend comes in. I think his last name was Point or whatever. He says, man, uh, hey, man, you know, your dad's out there. He was like, what? He was like, man, I'm not going out there. <laughs> you know, my dad. He said, like, no, nah, man, you got to go out, man. He says, man, my dad, oh, man. You know, so, he's, so he finally goes out. He speaks. But he, he, he didn't really want to go home. So he drove around, man, for a couple of hours. Because he's like, but eventually, you know, he got tired. So I'm going home. So he, he, he goes in the house. When he goes in the house, his dad drops down and says, I need the Jesus that you have. And he looked, he was like, what? He said, he said because that wasn't my Benny up there speaking. He said, my Benny stutters. See, he had been away from his, his dad not speaking to him for so long, and he had got grew in the Lord. His stuttering left. He forgot he stuttered. <laughs> last conversation him and his dad had, he was stuttering. But when he came to see him, he heard an eloquent, powerful man of God speaking. Drew him into the kingdom. 
He had already found God. He just kept pressing until he brought in the other people too. Right? It wasn't just about his arrival. It was all other people he wanted to, 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 to actually, hey. It's like showing up at the hotel and saying, listen, I just want to buy out all these rooms. For what? Well, because I'm not the only one coming. <laughs> right? I, I'm at the place I wanted to be. I wanted a vacation. I spent all my money. Man, I, I, oh, man, I'm finally here. When I get here, the, my first thought is, hey, I need to rent out some more rooms because I'm not the only one coming. Notch. Hey, God bless the child got his own. See, that's humility power. That's a whole nother level. Not just thinking about ourselves. Verse 19. Well, I'll go back to verse 18 because I'm supposed to read it through. It says, servant, be subject to your masters with all fear, not only the, the, to the good and the gentle, but also to the forward. For this is thank worthy for this is thankworthy if a man for conscience towards God endure grief suffering wrongfully so if, if a person sacrifice and they suffer wrong it, it says and it says and a person endure grief suffering wrongfully is thanks thanksworthy towards God verse 20 it says for what glory is it if when you be buffeted for your faults you take it patiently that means you're wrong right it says but if when you do well and suffer for it, you take it patiently. This is acceptable with God. So this means like you don't even deserve what you get. But what it's saying is you don't deserve it, but if you handle it right, you're going to win somebody over. You're going to short circuit their system. They won't know what to do with your response. Right? I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. Right? Um, so we already read that. So, so our, humility, our humility has no value except that it prepares us to reveal the humility of Jesus to our fellow man. That's the value of being humility powered because it's revealing Christ's true heart. See, Jesus was humble in his fellowship with men. Jesus was 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 as humble in his fellowship with men than he, he was with God. There was not, it wasn't I'm humble before God, but I'm pompous before men. So think about a humility he had in front of God. It's the same humility he operated in before men. And when we have an opportunity to pass this test, normally pride has been flaring up. Saving face has been flaring up. Like we'll adjust ourselves from things that may be uncomfortable because we might slip. We might miss it. We might make a mistake. It might not, I might not be seen in the same light. But it's an opportunity to grow in humility. Humility is our friend. Humble yourself in the sight of God and he'll exalt you in due time. Right? So, so, so we have to realize we're taking on the character of Christ. So his death, he gave up his power to destroy Satan's power in his death, right? In his resurrection, he received God's new life and new power from the Father. In his ascension, he received the spirit of the Father, enabling him to make himself one with the ones he loved and actually live their life for them and pour his power through them. See, so every level he went through, it was getting to a place where he could just love on us. That was his crown. And, 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 and God wants us to have that same uh, spirit in us. Let's look here, 2 Corinthians. I hope I got this right. I believe it's 8. I didn't go over this. Okay. It's, so I know on the screen they're going to give you 2 Corinthians 8, 7. I didn't go over it. It's actually 8, 9. <laughs> right? It says, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, 
yet for your sakes he became poor, that through his poverty we might be rich. Right? And remember, to be poor is to be without. So he gave up all of him for us, hoping that when we connect to him, we'll give up all of ourselves for others. But we're so busy holding on to whatever a self we can, 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 can sustain at the expense of emptying of ourselves, right? True humility, all empty, right? So what, what he did and what is called is humility powered. That's what it's called, humility powered. Because again, you humble yourself you'll be exalted. So remember we said a lot of people work hard to for the, the surface graces, you know. And again, these are good things. Heart of compassion, kindness, humility, you know. Um, uh, I'm sorry, I read the wrong list, but, you know, boldness, joy, contempt of the world. I can't believe people doing that in the world. Man, see, you know, people need to get themselves together. I can't believe that pastor did that. And, and, and again, I get it. I get those things. A zeal, self-sacrifice. You know, even the, the, I told you the foundational practice, self-control, guarding time, internal happiness, focused under pressure. I'm focused under pressure. Removing ego and vanity. You know, writing out crystallized thoughts, standing your ground. You know, hey, I'm just watching out for the worst case scenario, make sure I'm prepared for whatever happens. All these different things, they're not bad things. And some of these self-sacrifices uh, position us in Christ. But there's deeper um, and gentler and more divine and heavenly graces that, that are, are, are scarcely thought of and valued. And see, we said this, men have given themselves up for Christ, but not their brethren. See, it costs more. And, I, now, now, and it looks different. You see what I'm saying? It looks different. I, listen, helping somebody with a spare tire looks different than tolerating somebody that never wants to hear the truth. Tolerating somebody that's always doing things to rub you the wrong way. Tolerating somebody that's stealing from you. Never listen. See, that's totally different than changing somebody's tire. Change their tire, please. It's a wonderful thing to do. Some of these things that we do, again, it does position us with God. But the, the, the higher levels in the kingdom is position ourselves where we're really, truly giving our lives for men. That's total emptying out. And so now you can give of yourself. And, and, and as I grew, I had to learn it. Like, like, cause I, you know, I grew, I went through the stages where, hey, if you know something, if you have some special, you're coming up in basketball, if you know, if you got a, like a, a unique thing you can do, keep it to yourself. You know, because you know, this, this yourself. Listen, I'm gonna tell you right now, so you, some of y'all gonna remember this. If you ask me where I got my Adidas from, cause I used to always like uh, white on white shoes and you couldn't get them in Newark at one time. So I had to go to Dr. J's, I'm gonna say nah, I don't care, uh, in uh, New York City. But if you ask me where I got, sometimes I found stuff in my own city, but I would, if you ask me where I got it from, oh, New York, cause I figured everybody wasn't gonna go there. Cause I didn't want nobody having what I have. I still got some of that in me, you know. I, and I still when I tell you every place, I, ah, well, you know, I got that, you know, I, online, you know, right? Because I don't want to, that's a whole nother story. Let me got to get distracted. But coming up, I was taught that. And I remember when I started working in New York. See, God was, he orchestrates our lives. That job, you know, and I think, I think my brother when he's here, I think. So my sister really worked on me in the Lord. My the Lord used my brother to position me to see myself. When I started working with them juveniles, I saw myself and I, and, and I remember I started to help them with stuff and I felt something when I was about to give them something that I've never shared with nobody. This is my secret. You know, especially if it was basketball, stuff like that, but I started sharing it. And a guy, one of the kids said, so let me ask you something. When you were my age, were you as good as me? 
I was like, nah. And so now you're teaching me all the stuff you know, right? I was like, yeah, you got it. So that means when I get your age, I, just, just, I said, stop right now. I said, I'm not waiting on you. <laughs> it's not like I'm going to stay right here. Like, I'm constantly learning. I said, but then, then I was asked, why are you sharing all this information with us? Like, we're locked up. Like, why are you taking this time? Why do you care? I said, well, I don't know who you are. You could be my child's future coach, one of my grandchildren's pastor. I don't know who you are. So everybody's valuable in my eyes. Uh, Isaac, he's at Capital University, so, so I used to go there. And uh, so it was around finals time. I get a call from Isaac. He says, I just want to let you know, it's finals today. So no one's here. I'm the only one here. I said, I'll be there in about five minutes. So I get there. So we was talking. He said, so you came. I said, yeah. He, said, he says, but it's just me. I said, yeah, but you could be the next Billy Graham. I said, I don't care if there's one, a half a person here. I'm going to be here and I'm going to give my everything as if it's thousands of people here. The guy I worked with, Athletes in Action, I did a chapel for uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets, he said, man, I noticed something. Because this particular day, I don't know, maybe seven people showed up. You know, these are professional hockey players, you know. <laughs> Probably he's like, I'm good. <laughs> you, know, you know, I don't know how much God I need right now. I have millions of dollars. But these guys showed up. I was excited. And so, so I shared. He said, man, I noticed something. I don't care how many people or any, all these venues, you're the same person. I said, everybody's valuable. But sometimes we lose sight of that. But, and, and we rest ourselves in, hey, I've, I've, I've checked all the Christ things. I've, I've done all the, uh, the hey, hey, I followed all the protocols, all the doctrine, all the discipline. Hey, and I haven't sinned and I don't know how long. God bless your heart. That's wonderful. Are you giving yourselves to men? All right, so that's all for today. We can stop right there.